0: This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or threepeople.k.uk for more information.
1: Three people in the podcast. <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in the Podcast, the bonus show. My name is Patch and with me, as always, is Matt.
0: Matt, how's your day going, sir? Okay, thank you, Patch. Yeah, you yeah, not too bad at all. A few phone conferences throughout the day, but um, generally, okay. Inbox is clear as we speak. So.
2: Brilliant, brilliant. Well, you won't believe what I've done today. I actually ran to Wales and back to England.
0: How do you think about that? Can you believe that? No. <laughs> um, I haven't seen you walking up that hill at Forest Green last night. Um, oh, out of well, breath. To be fair, you were in front of me. But when yeah. you say you, you ran to Wells, you don't mean from the, your house, do you? You mean, like, just from across the bridge or well, something?
2: Well, don't, like? don't ruin the illusion. Exactly. Um, yeah. I yeah, know so you. <laughs> a friend of mine, Nick Butter, who's uh, an ultra marathon runner, is currently doing uh, the coast of Great Britain. So he's um, coming back home towards where he started in Newquay, and he was coming across the old Severn Bridge. So I parked at Aust Services and ran across the bridge and then ran back with him. Uh, it was only 6K, but uh, yeah. I kept up with him, but uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. And if you want any any more information on that and how you can support him, go to uh, the 196foundation.com, um, raising lots of money for charity. Um, So on today's show, a little bit later, we're going to be discussing the Forest Green Rovers game last night, which was another last gasp equaliser leading to a loss on penalties, unfortunately. Um, Before we get into that, we've got a guest. Last week, we had Mark Kelly on the podcast, who mentioned the importance of feedback numerous times, in fact. Um, And when I asked him what his preferred method of obtaining that feedback was, he said the primary route is via the Supporters Liaison Officer, or SLO for short. And this man celebrated his 900 consecutive away trip back in 2018 on an FA Cup third round trip to Watford, and the majority of those have been on the Cats' coaches. And he's been described by fans today as a legend. So uh, helpful all the time. He's shaking his head now. Um, Adam, so that was Bristol. Bristol Ollie said that. Adam Pierce also said Jerry is what every club supporter liaison officer should be. He's one of us who loves the club, but also working behind the scenes long enough to know the internal workings in its history. Nothing is ever too much trouble, and hopefully one day we'll tribute something to him. So, Jerry, hopefully you're not blushing too much. How are you, sir? Yeah, good,
1: mate, yeah, I am blushing to be honest. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't do it for. I do it because I love the club. Yeah. Absolutely,
2: no, you know that. Uh, so, Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's great to have you on. Before we get into your current role, um, just tell us a bit about your, your background. Whereabouts are you from, Bristol or surrounding areas?
1: Um, well, no, I was actually brought up about four miles from where Forest Green played. So it was quite bizarre last night. Um, but no, I, I was brought up in Slimbridge. Um, but my, my dad was a City fan, and my brother's a City fan. Um, And all my mates are City fans. Um, I I came to my first game was actually after the uh, Notts County game, which was after the Portsmouth game, which Clive White had got us into the top division. So that was my first game. Uh, My first away game was against Oxford at the Old Manor Ground in the early 80s. Uh, I just got hooked by someone called Beryl Fudge, who Matt will know really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know yeah, very well. It's, it's uh, like I can remember
2: legend. one of my first memories, um, obviously, was Terry Cooper as manager and Beryl Fudge in the club shop. Um, yeah. So my two sort of standout, standout names back in we, back in those days.
0: You say club shop, it was really a porter cabin, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Next to the old toilet block. I still remember it yeah. really well, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah well, many a time where I, was told Beryl's
1: off by Beryl. Send, I tried to. The one person, if you said to me, who's been the biggest influence on my Bristol City supporting days, and why am I as passionate as I am, why do I go to all the games, is Barrel Fudge. I, I remember the first time I went on Cats, um, I went to what, the, the first Cats game, I think, was a, an Associate Members Cup try at Exeter. And I rang up. On, I went on my own, and Beryl sat me next to her. And I didn't know her from Adam. And by the time we got to St James' Pike, I was a lottery ticket seller. I was a cat member, <laughs> and, and anyone anyone that knows Beryl will know exactly what I mean. Yeah. And she she had this infectious love of the club, yeah. which is unique. Um, and and I, I you know if I can be anything like Beryl was, I I will. Be a happy bloke,
2: to be honest. Yeah, uh, it was great to bring up Beryl Fudge. That's uh, that's a fantastic start to any podcast. Um, so obviously, yeah. So following City for for numerous years um, as a fan, as on the Cats service on the City away travel coach, um, as a steward for all that time. Yeah, no, or- I,
1: I Beryl basically wrote me in. I went on coach two um, with with some mates. We just got on a Junction thirteen. It's straight on the way up north. And obviously, if we went to London, we came to Bristol. But back in 1990, the coach two steward, a guy called um, Adrian Dyer, was a coach two steward. And he, his wife, um, was having a baby. And so he, he I, I, Beryl asked if I'd look after coach two. It was Brighton away, New Year's Day, 1990, I think. And Beryl asked me if I'd look after coach two. And, and I still am. Adrian has not come back yet. <laughs> and um, it is, it is the, the, the football club. This football I know everyone's biased, but this football club is, is what it is because yeah. of its supporters. And I, I really, I'm not just saying that to pacify, to, to creep. I really believe that. And 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 I don't look at supporters like myself that have seen City. I, last night, I don't count Forest Green. I count it as a new ground because I've not seen us play a first-team game now. Even though I've been there probably 60 mm. times, I count it as a new ground. That was 152nd ground I've seen City play a first-team game on. Wow. So I can put it in my silly little book, which is sad, really. A bloke on my ears keeping a book. But, but
0: it's it's funny. I was saying to, to Patch, because I I sort of said, obviously, I, I know you from old as well, and said, you know, I was at Watford when you got presented the shirt for your you know oh, the, the, the 900 games. Yeah. And I think that's the, the thing to say is, yeah. I think that's the thing to say as well about you, Joe, is that you're you are a genuinely nice guy. Um, but that. you're also you're not no, I don't have to say, but you're not you're not fully yourself at all. And and you could see that when you were being beckoned down to the front of it, you know, actually, you're not, that's not what you're about. You didn't want all of that
1: (laughs) adulation and stuff.
0: But yeah, it was Not um, not at all. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I said to Patch about it, yeah, 900 games. So how does he remember that? And I said, he's got a little book.
1: (laughs) I must admit, I mean, and I'm not just saying this. I I can give you an example of something I've been doing lately. Um, Because I'm old, I can remember watching the Ashton Gate 8 play and I can remember watching Terry Cooper's teams. So when things crop up for the Ashton Gate 8 or Terry Cooper or whatever, um, John Lansdowne and, and Richard and, and Mark Ashton before um, will all would, would ask me things about them because I know who they are. I, I saw mm-hmm. them play. So I've had the pleasure of meeting uh, to the, the Ashton Gate mural, which you may or may not have seen in the yeah, Southstand, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Jordan, true. shout out we to Jordan. Loads of credit on that. Yeah. So bizarrely, um, for me, I've had the privilege of, Delivering the individual paintings because of the pictures on the wall, they have all got their own picture. Yep. So I've actually delivered five of those paintings to five of the players. Now, those players, David Rogers, Jeff Merrick, like to me are absolute legends. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Amazing. And to actually sit in their front rooms on their settees and have a cup of tea with them and talk to them is just like a privilege. It's like mm. unbelievable. So what we've done is we've I've arranged, I'm arranging to take Jimmy Manns to the, the Kcom when we go to Hull in December. Right. Okay. He lives up on the Humber, so you know I, we're going to arrange that he gets hospitality at Hull, and, and so he's looked after. But I won't. I might go in to talk to him and give him the painting, but I'll be in the stand with the City fans. I I wouldn't. I I would not want to be in the hospitality because I don't belong in hospitality. <laughs> I belong with the coach two, the coach one, and the people driver that's what that's what that's my natural habitat it's not hospitality I I'm not there's hospitality
0: there's first. two of us there's two of us on this call cool jerry that are like that there's someone else that doesn't mind a bit of hospitality
2: nothing wrong with that but i completely see where you're coming from yeah. from jerry and we we've on um our twitter account at 3 a p c for anyone who isn't following us um, a little while back we met we were talking about the anglo-italian cup oh, um please. how were your away days in italy
1: Oh my God, Pisa away! Uh, it's, it's memorable. We played. I, 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 we played. Uh, we played Swindon at home on the the Saturday, and we then um, we then got back down. Beryl organised a coach to Z Cars. I um, Peter Carroll it was. We um, we were back here at eight a.m. on the Sunday morning, and we got to Pisa at at quarter to three on the Monday afternoon with no hotel stop. We literally stopped in Monaco. We were all hot and sweaty, sat on the harbor with all these millionaires in their boats. Because we didn't have any, We in those days, it wasn't euro. it was You needed lira to, and you needed francs. And none of us had any francs because we'd taken lira to when we got to Italy, which was like ridiculous. Like a pound was like 8,000 lira. Um, <laughs> so we thought we had a lot of money. But we we went, we had to go try and find somewhere to buy something in Monaco. And it was just quite bizarre. And then we, we went on down to Pisa. And we stayed in a hotel, and then um, on the day of the game, I personally went to um, Florence because it was just up the road. But it was weird because they sang the national anthem, and um, it's like a nine thirty kickoff. It was just quite. We lost four three. I'll, I'll never forget it. It's one of the mm. one of the top ten away games in my time, uh, and I'm not one of these people that say oh Liverpool away was the best ever away game. I, I you know, I think of games like Boston United when. Um, we scored a, a golden goal on one of the en route to, to you know through through the the Football League trophy. Um, you know, Danny Cole's golden goal from a corner that should have been a goal kick to Boston. And that's the sort of games I I remember. God,
2: he didn't even bring that up himself on Robin's dream
0: You're a big mates with Danny, aren't you? So yeah, I'm yeah surprised I mean that, that's yeah.
1: that's the sort of thing I like. I like those sort of games. You know, yeah. I remember someone on the coach saying how much log because you go to Leicester and you think you're two hours to Leicester and then Boston's another couple of hours. You know, mm. you know, somebody said to me on the coach, a lady called Pat, I'll never forget. She said, "If we go much further east, we'll be in the sea." It was like you know, um, and it was like it that you know, good that's the sort of game that I love. That's that's we went to watch City Player Friendly at Swanage Town and Hurston when Colin Cram played on was one of his debuts.
0: And
1: that's the sort that that's that to me, Man City away, Liverpool away, never forget ever, the support was phenomenal. Mm. But you know, proper uh, it's, it's, football yeah. Well I, I, I say that sometimes and I get I, I get some people who who you know I, I've been doing some stadium tours as a kid, which I absolutely love. Um out of interest, my opinion on school teachers needing to treble the pay they get when you've got 12 nine-year-olds running around. <laughs> 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 They're so excited. but but showing the kids the Liverpool mural, the the Manchester you, you know Manchester United mural, the, the the picture I love showing the kids is it's actually in the Lansdowne Stand, even though mostly Bears stuff over there. There's a picture of actually you know the the the, the current Lansdowne Stand from left to right. On the yes. right yeah, yeah, hand side, this was fantastic. That is. But on the left hand side, there is this massive pack of fans rammed in like you wouldn't believe. That is yeah. the that's, that is my personal favorite picture in the in the that... whole stadium.
0: Is that at the high-performance centre as well? As well. As yeah, well. yeah. I was going to say, yeah.
1: Me, I mean, I used to stand in the enclosure as a kid. Um, yeah, me and, too. Know, when they used to wheel the old... Um, Plastic sheet outs. Yeah, yeah. The referee and the teams walk down, and and then you see Roger Malone going up the up the, up the old up metal the steps. Grandstand yeah. You know, and everyone used to call him a, a gas head. But yeah. and then then when he was down the Rovers, they always used to say he was a City fan. Yeah. So you know, or worse to that effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was being polite. <laughs> I was going to say, he did he did well there, didn't he? Dave Barton, would take me off air if. <laughs> But, um, no, I mean, t- t- it's, that's what it's all about. I remember going to, to you know, to I, I mentioned this um, when I was chatting to someone about Terry Cooper today. Nine days before the, the Freight Rover final in um, May 1986, um, we were away to Darlington on the Thursday night. I was talking to Andy Llewellyn about it, actually, on Saturday. And um, literally the 33 of us, two of us were me and Barrel to be honest. <laughs> And we got to we got to feeto we got to walk around a cricket pitch where darlington used to play and this was for durham we a, a first class county and durham used to play there and terry met us initially nine days before 30 odd thousand went to Wembley, 33 of us went to Darlington. to terry make sure none of us paid to go in we all got in you know and another memorable away game is is that competition i think it was january the 28th we draw at home to plymouth i think it's the coldest i've ever been at ashton gate and there was three teams in the group Walsall, S and plymouth and we went we went to Fellows Park and we were me and my mates were waiting for the cat to pick us up on junction 13. We were listening to the radio because it was raining, thinking the game would be off. And the space shuttle blew up.
2: God the actual the day
1: the space shuttle blew up in 1986. Yeah. We were away to Warsaw. We won 2-1 at Fellows Park, which put us through into the knockout stage, and the rest is history. Yeah. But that's the sort of game that I remember. I mean, I don't know if that's good or
0: bad or sad, but no, that's that's amazing. That's, that's a what great like.
2: It's great for me uh to get a wide range of, of people people's opinions on this because everyone's different. Lots of people will say the Man United, the Man City, and some people will say you know Boston the, away. Boston away, exactly. Yeah. Um and Matt, you're probably some somewhere at both ends, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I mean I have not not traveled like Jerry has, but you know, I, I do enjoy um yeah, you know, I remember going up to Carlisle um and watching Gary Johnson's team. Um, win and that was a, a late when we goal. had to borrow the
1: goalkeeper off of Everton. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um John Ruddy. That's right, John Ruddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a hell of a trip. But yeah. we we ended up going. Your score. We won three one. Did he did? That's right. And I think yeah. we got a late goal. And it was it was a really important game. But and then we but, beat Motherham at home the following Saturday. That's right. Yeah, but Jerry, it's, your it's
2: memory is absolutely incredible. frightening.
0: Yeah, incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to get a life is what you're trying to say. No,
2: no, not, I'm not. No. I just, I'm saying that it, it's incredible that you can recall these things. I can I couldn't tell you who scored for us. Well, I can't tell you who scored for us recently, but um, you know, last yeah. season <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And I, and I we could talk we could talk away days yeah, all day. Well. And I I don't want you to single out um, you know, players, but you know, you must have heroes and, and legends of yeah. bristol city that span generations I like,
1: I like defenders i don't know no particular reason i mean bob taylor's a legend and and i unashamedly when he got carried off against crew when we won 4-1 on a tuesday night that sort of that, hat injury, trick. that injury cost us the title and you know who win the rest again unfortunately is in the bin but um but yeah i mean bob taylor took his sweatband off and threw it in the crowd now i wasn't young then but i was having that sweatband and I. Thought all these <laughs> Yeah, you know, I thought I'm having that sweatband. So I still got yeah, Bob Taylor would be a legend, but also his namesake, Sean Taylor, is one of my favorite players. Proper footballer, they don't make them like that anymore. I love David Rogers and I, one of my favorites to start with. When I was a kid, I had a rabbit called Cashley. <laughs> Sad in it, eh? I mean, uh, didn't, Did yeah, you have a rabbit?
2: You didn't have a rabbit called Psycho then?
1: No, no. But I mean, I remember him scoring an own goal after about 30 seconds on his debut against <laughs> Rotherham at Millmoor when we lost 4-1. Brilliant. You know, and he, we, we went to Hull actually a few seasons ago and he must live up that way because he was actually sat there and he hasn't changed at all.
2: Wow. That's yeah, incredible. He was driving yeah. a
1: lorry because we, we were chatting to him and he, he was a lorry driver, I think, at the time.
2: I'm gonna have to get some uh, some of these guys on, on the another show we do on Three Peeps, um Jerry called Robins Reunited. Uh, you know, so far it's been mainly players from the nineties and the noughties. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to get you know Glenn Humphreys on and people like that, Matt.
0: Yeah, and, and I've I've sort of said to you, I um, privately before, you know, the, the likes of Jeff Merrick, Tom Ritchie, Jerry Sweeney, you know, those guys are Proper legends, um, Mm. you know, and you're tying it in with the Ashton Gate 8 as well. It's uh, you know, it's part of our history, isn't it? But Jeff Merrick's um,
1: from just up the road, isn't he? Badminton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, But um, go on, Matt. Sorry, no, I was just gonna say, I mean, it's very enjoyable. And you you had the story with Sean Taylor, didn't you? With um, yeah,
2: heading a disco ball,
0: yeah. the Disco boy in one of the nightclubs in a phone party, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I asked um, I can't remember who it was you, who spilled the beans on that one. It might have been Lewis or, or Scotty. I think it was, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, saying. I've got
1: to say my favorite player of all time is Scotty, of course. Of course, of course. yeah, all of, of us, course. yeah. let let you know that. But talking yeah. of is another player I really loved was Martin Scott. Yeah. yeah. Martin Scott and Darren Barnard sort of mould similar i I, yeah. I i liked both of those as well you know
2: yeah. we've been fortunate with with left backs and wingers over the years um yeah all over the pitch we could we could digress let's focus now on on your your role so um when did you become uh the slo and i believe that was handed over to you from matt parsons who's now head of player logistics is that yeah. true
1: yeah absolutely and, and matt and myself are good we get on really really well we we, we sort of help each other um it, it, the the role's slightly different where the the, I, the it's the same official name, same role, but because I worked in the matchday ticket office for sort of 13, 14 years before getting offered the role. Um I think I've been able to be a little bit more um operational than Matt. Matt will tell you that himself because I obviously I understand the ticket system. I've spent a lot of time over the summer helping supporters trying to set up getting their season cards and all that sort of thing, because I actually understand how to do it. So, um, you know, it, it's been a little bit slightly different, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I worked in the ticket office for a long time, done the away coaches, and then I got approached um at sort of, it was actually it was bizarre, because I was working in the match ticket office, a game, City women play Brighton with ladies down here, City ladies play Brighton uh, down here. And I got, um, I was, they approached and said, would I be interested? And I'd been like 26 years in a job I had before, um and i got on really well whereas before i got on really well my boss obviously I, he, he let me go to every game the whole 27 years i worked with him i never missed a game so do you know what i mean so i got really well but i can honestly say and i say this to my boss when i handed my notes in there is no other job on the planet i would have left that job for and i thought you know it, it i'm a city fan and it's like ridiculous it's not a job it's a privilege do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. So I started I started and it was quite bizarre because I started it sort of um, in the December I picked up a few bits and bobs um, along the way but
2: was, was this like 2018 17? um
1: that was um, yeah 19 okay 2019. So I started just before Christmas um but it was it was quite weird because we only had sort of th- three four months. And, and then it all, yeah, it was, yeah. The, the wars came tumbling down on, on football and in general. So it's been really weird. And there's been some really memorable moments, and some of them for the wrong reasons, because, you know, part of the thing, it's really sad when someone rings up and says, their dad's been a season ticket holder at City. We've coming down for 70 years. Can we... Sprinkle his ashes on the pitch because he's passed away due to COVID. And you have a chat with them and you, you know, you pass on the club's condolences. And it's not something we can do from health and safety. But what, what we have been able to do for some supporters um, is um, let them have one last journey down the stadium. So they've been bringing the hearses into Winterstoke Road. We've oh, been wow. putting the pictures of the of the deceased supporter on the scoreboard, on the big board outside, it's called the big board outside uh, above the sports bar. And then the hearse has gone down. Marina Dolman way and out the other end, just as a sort of like a little. Oh why? And and a couple of, I mean, I went to a, one a, a funeral of someone who's done a lot for the club, just to represent the club because I I knew the lady and and there's an a, an old guy that was in his nineties that passed away. Um, and bizarrely, I used to sit next to him when I was with my dad, and I sort of wrote something for for him, just my memories of him for the funeral. And it's like it's real privilege to be able to do something like that. It's sort of you know you you get all the nice things you know people that that want to you know a birthday message off of Corey Smith or when he was here or, or Casey, um, but you, you know you've got to try and show a little bit of humility and respect for for people and and everybody's important. Like I said before, I don't look at myself. I, I like to think a supporter that's been supporting City for four years and someone that's been supporting the City for 44 years, I'll help them both equally because okay. it doesn't make the one that's been supporting them unable to go. I'm privileged enough to be able to go. Some people can't afford to go. It doesn't make me a better supporter than them. No,
2: they Jerry, you just them touched, them on, to touched on funerals. Just curious. Do you know if you, you or someone from the club is going to be able to go along to Terry Cooper's funeral?
1: I'm not. No, I'm not aware of that. To be honest, I mean, I, I know Terry died in Spain. To be honest.
2: Oh, okay. I, I
1: um. W- so we had some guests on Saturday, and one of them was his daughter-in-law, Mel, who ah, right. was Mark's wife. Right. Obviously, Mark wasn't here because he's now Barrow's manager.
0: Yeah. So he
1: was at Stevenage on Saturday, um, and um, Mel and his um, and Mark's daughter, Demi, came down, and they were the the two other people that came on the pitch with the seven players, um. But I know Terry had been ill for about 10 years. I've been speaking mm. to Richard Latham, who's who's the right person. He was friends with Terry. Um, but having chatted to Mel um, on Saturday, I think um, I'm, I'm not sure where, when or where the funeral That's is. fair enough. He definitely died in Tenerife. Yeah,
2: just yeah. just on that, I actually had a message from Mark Cooper after our um, our tribute to Terry Terry Cooper. And he said, the affection we have seen for him from everywhere has been incredible and showed what a great guy he was. I know there is a big tribute planned uh, for, for the... For the game um, on Black at Blackpool, um, at home to Blackpool, and Dad will be looking down on Saturday with a big smile. He loved City as we all did as a family. We grew as a family there, and it means so much to us all. Thanks again, Mark. And you led the players out on on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think the feedback. I, I think you know, you know, it's we. One thing I will hundred percent give my word to, and I know, I know, Matt will believe me. and I know you will too. Is that people here listen. They really listen. What Mark Kelly said is so right. I literally speak to Richard Gould at least once a week. More than that, if I want him. He's, I've got his mobile number. If I WhatsApp him, say, Richard, can I speak to you about things? And they do listen. They ask Richard Wall, Richard, coming from his background in cricket, It's supporter based more cricket, isn't it, than most sports. Richard will talk to me and ask me my opinion. And one thing, when we discussed it, Richard Latham was present at a meeting. One thing we wanted to do was we've learned from feedback we had from the Fulham game, where ex players were
2: yeah not
0: in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, we brought this up
2: with Steve Lansdowne, Matt, didn't we? Well, with
0: Steve, Steve and Dave Button, didn't we? We said the same, and we've also said, Jed, that we think if a fan had been engaged within that at the time, it would have been different. Um, and I think that's where knowing you're there and you're involved, that makes me feel that, you know, they're, they're going to rely on you, not only for your knowledge, but you're a fan. And so, yeah, it was, um, well, we, we, in fact, we saw Dave last night patched, didn't we? And and I know, you know, not that it bothers either of us, but you know, some sort of fans think, oh yeah, they're all about the club. We say how it is and, Dave's always really good to us, you know, speaks to yeah. us and he walked past us last night and we just said to him, thought Saturday was top. The Terry Cooper, you know, tribute was top. And I've not seen a single negative comment, Patch. I don't know about you or everyone we spoke to have said it was perfectly done. But yeah, you know, we, you know, we tried, but,
1: you know John, John Lansdain, um, going up to the top, John, John Lansdain, if I wanted to speak to John, I would have tweeted to John. I am not no, I've got no, I've got no, I'm not, I don't know what the right word is, but I'm not scared to speak Mm. to John Lansdowne, Richard Gould, Mark Kelly. If if I feel that I need to broach a subject with them, then I will at the end of the day, because that's what I'm paid for. At the end of the day, they're not always going to, you know, it's you, you, you have to ask the question. I get asked questions all the time that I cannot answer. And I do go back to people. Some people come back and say, "Oh, I emailed you last week. You haven't come back to me." Well, that's because I haven't got an answer. But I will come back to you. I can't. It's impossible. The number of the number of DMs I get on Twitter is just amazing. I, it's great, It's brilliant. It's really nice that people feel they can come um, and, and, and ask questions. You know, it's it's bizarre. Some of the questions are like, you know, I had somebody rang up today about the ladies' game, and she said um i've i've been watching the the women's team at sgs um i will take my cockapoo along can i take him to the um high performance center next week it's a random question but to her it's important you know and every question a fan asks to them is important you know yeah, it's, of course it's it is. you know and, and you have to try and get back to them you know and it it, it it's just no, no two days are the same and we've been really really busy i can't it's been relentless you know honestly it's been very difficult we you know on social media we you know we were getting a bit of stick for tickets going out and season cards going out and that but you know we didn't know whether we were going to have fans back until a lot later than normal you know mm. from, from an operational point of view we thought had three away games of our first four couldn't be more local cardiff reddin forest green you know across those three games we're operationally sending out for 4- 5 tickets yeah yeah you know so you know people you know there have been problems with the post you know it's we couldn't send the forest green tickets out earlier because we didn't have them for forest green to send out so a lot of colleagues people can, on twitter saying, no, "Oh, can you rearrange for this can you do that we will always help support services will always help but i i think we need to appreciate all of us it's it's not the end of the pandemic yet we're coming out of it slowly um and and it isn't like it was before where Cardiff will send us the tickets for Cardiff away six weeks in advance. So we, you know what I mean? It's, um, it's tough times, but everyone is working really hard and we're all pushing in the same direction. Trust me, everyone is pushing in the same direction. You know, yeah. it, it really is. I see it firsthand and it That's- is.
2: Hundred percent. You mentioned there, um, you know, obviously, Richard Gold and the Landstones. Uh What's your first impressions of Richard Gold? I guess you were obviously, you know, involved with the club from the Cats yeah. side first time around when Richard was here. But uh, your impressions of of Richard?
1: Richard, R- Richard is, um, is just a really uh, engaged guy. He he's he's a a people person. One hundred percent. He wants to help supporters. He he treats everyone the same you know he he wants to be involved he wants to know what's going on um he you know we we were chatting about the aston villa game at a meeting about pricing and you know how can we get people to come back you know um it, richard said to me uh, one of the first things he said to me was if you ever get a fan like i said to you earlier off off off, off the um recording i'd like to find out when i'm talking to someone on the phone where they where they fit into the city family are they Bob Taylor fans, can you say? Did they see John Attyo play, or are they Aiden Flint scoring all those goals and a hat trick against Walsall? Like, talk to him on a level. If Richard said to me, if I if I need him to talk to a fan, if I need him to meet a fan who's got concerns, who who wants to talk to him, Richard says, I'll talk to him. Meet Jerry. We'll talk to him together in the coffee shop.
2: Yeah, I no, completely understand that. And last night we saw him at Forest Green Rovers, um, chatting to fans. You know, outside yeah. outside the ground, mat, didn't we?
0: yeah yeah and lots of fans as well and and yeah, i'm i'm not going to go sort of history with with previous regimes and stuff but um he was so down to earth when we we sort of met in patch wasn't it you know he's a, mm. a open shirt kind of guy and last night he was walking around and there was no well, you almost got the, fe- the sort of impression he was actually looking forward to talking to people yeah. and it almost I'm expecting sure he was. people. Just yeah, making yeah. himself
2: available, really, yeah, he, wouldn't he? he not really like approaching fans. but
0: And it wasn't done in a look at me, oh, hang on, there's a cameraman behind me kind of way. It was genuinely because he's got an interest. And obviously, like you're saying, he wants the club to do well and everyone's pulling in the same direction. So, yeah, yeah we, we were really impressed when we met him, weren't we?
2: Brilliant. Yeah, no, it is fantastic. Um, you mentioned as well there about the Bristol City women. Is, is your job crossed the two?
0: Yeah, I
1: mean, I I, I look upon myself as, as Bristol City's SLO. So, I mean, I, I live in Bradley Stokes, so um, to go and watch the, the women's team play, uh, they were playing at um, SGS, so I did a yeah. walk down. And I did, I went down a few times and chatted to Rosie and, um, and uh, you know, the, the Supporters Club and Trust, who I attend all their meetings um, representing the club, they've just sort of um, incorporated two um, members, to represent, the, um, right. to represent the women's team, so yeah, I mean, I have got no problems with with you know, I, I I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not going to go Sunday because I'm a, Middlesbrough on Saturday is going to be quite a a long day, but I will, I've got every intention of going up the HPC to watch to watch the women's team play. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's it's, it's a different um, experience, you know. And um, within the group, but I I think yeah, hundred percent. If if any of the women's team um, supporters need anything, I'm more than happy to. Um, to help or get involved, you know. I mean, and, and I, I do speak to, to Shahan, Mia, um, and DM with his the um, two Fix representatives. On the support. Yeah, yeah, they're on the um, supports Club and Trust. yeah I speak to them all well, time. In fact, I was talking to Shahan, was that? At, um, Forest Green last night, would not he? Yeah, whatever the yeah. ground's called now. It's not... Um, is it fully, the new, fully is charged? It the
2: new lawn or...? Is it yeah. the fully charged arena or something? Yeah,
1: it was... <laughs> when we put the tickets on sale, it was called the Innocent New Lawn, wasn't it? Right, then, right changed
0: but, um, should should be the bright advertising board arena oh my god game. my
2: <laughs> eyes were in tatters yeah. by the end
0: of that game yeah i actually wondered if the players would be affected by it as well cuz it i mean a couple of them as well when it went to the green stripe really did kind of yeah very get your eyes that, yeah when it For started
1: f- getting dark it was a really weird light yeah, yeah, yeah it was really strange
2: mm-hmm. um a couple of changes this season that i've noticed um jerry which i'm sure you've been asked about uh the the perimeter check of tickets has caught a few people, I think, by surprise. And you know, they like to be prepared. You know, my my parents will have their bag open, ready for them to inspect and things like that. But when they are asked for tickets at the gate, it, it threw them a little bit. Is that come in new for a particular reason? Or do you do you know the the history behind that?
1: No, to be to be honest with you, um, I I I, I often work, as you say, in the ticket office by the um Winter State Road entrance and I'm, they've been doing bag checks there for quite a while to be honest yeah. that's not new to
2: my no no the bag check's not new but the the ticket thing you know can i, can I check your ticket before you come in to the yeah. perimeter of ashton gate so i was asked to see my ticket when i walked it just before you know, coming in past the johnny atio statue yeah, statue and saying- my pet my parents come in from sort of the Smythe road entrance through those gates um, you know, behind the safe stand, and they were asked to see tickets at that point, which they hadn't asked, been asked before.
1: I can honestly say I've had no one's mentioned that to me
0: since Saturday. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. but Like you say, it's always bags checked, and, and the other one for me is jackets open, like, you yeah, know, understandably because of yeah. flares and things like yeah. that. But yeah, it was the and I actually like you, Patch, I said to the guy who was checking, I said, oh, is this is this something new then for the season? And he said, Yeah, it will be. Okay. Um, because I was the same I had to get me my phone out of my pocket and show me season card sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: all a kerfuffle, weren't you?
1: Yeah,
0: I was. I was. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's a good point you mentioned the phones there, Matt, to be fair, because because season cards got delayed with the with the postal problems in certain BS postcodes, we were emailing uh admission tickets for the blackpool game to, to right. the reporter's emails. And, and I, one thing I will recommend while I'm on, on you is that any supporter, please, please make sure your details are correct on your Bristol Sport logins. There's mm. a lot of people who have moved and they've changed their supporter login, but they're not changed their wives or their kids. Yeah, And, good point. and season cards are going to the wrong places. Um, but the e-ticket thing is really good. It's really worked. So anyone yeah. who's got a smartphone, you don't need to print it out. You might need to make the barcode slightly bigger at the, at the scanner, but um, it is a really good way of getting in. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had an e-ticket for the Aston Villa game because I didn't know I'd be coming to like, you know, half an hour before when I got home from Devon on time. Thank goodness. Um, But I had just had it on my phone, and you can enlarge it as much as you need to, put your phone underneath. But it still does say on the which. Well, could stress some fans out it still does say please print your ticket so if there's anything can be done to change the wording on that that comment um that you know some people will say oh i've got to print it out you know like if you go on an easy jet flight and you some yeah. in the old days when you didn't have your ticket printed they would charge you wouldn't they yeah. um so that might be yeah a small tweak to make um another comment i i had to, just to cover off i don't know if it's you or it's ashton gate stadium but it's the sound system um,
1: yeah, that's that. I, when you mentioned the Terry Cooper. Um, yeah, I did have a couple of people that tagged me in on um, tweets at the weekend saying that in the Dolman, especially, um, I think the singing section were making a lot of noise. So a lot of people couldn't hear above the singing. But I, I, it's a fair comment. Uh, that, yeah, that it's, something it's, I've that's, already mentioned, to be honest.
2: I definitely wouldn't want to be up in there changing the speakers over myself, but I'm sure I'm sure some people will be. Uh, be willing to or willing to look at that, but yeah, no, it's 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 great that we've now got the 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 big screens in each corner for you know the announcements of the team and all of that sort of stuff. But you know, going back to the 125th anniversary, where I think he was interviewing Lewis Carey or or someone possibly down in the corner, you couldn't hear a word of what was being yeah, said. L-
0: Lewis and Tins, would not it?
2: Yeah. yeah, you couldn't hear a, hear a word, and you know. I don't know whether it's the acoustics in the ground, the height of the roof, whatever. But um, it's something that if we're getting down to, you to do that sort of thing before the game at halftime, I think it would be paid a lot more attention if if it was more audible. Matt, I don't know what you, what's like in the South Stand for you.
0: So so where I sit is is absolutely fine. Um, obviously, I guess the South stands newer and... But yeah, you you would imagine it's the sort of thing you'd expect a club of our size to do regular sort of checks, wouldn't you? You know, certainly start. I the Dolman, sort of... I
1: think the Dolman uh, the 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 comments I get are from Dolman. I sit yeah. in the Dolman myself, so the Dolman yeah. is is the area. But um, it's something that I'll I'll mention to Mike. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Perfect.
2: Okay. Um, we've mentioned. Um, you know, you get comments on Twitter, etc and email how, how how do people contact you have you got a preferred method or is it really a blend
1: no i mean uh, twitter i i basically if i'm I, with twitter if somebody tweets me with a question if i'm sat on the settee watching telly or whatever if i know the answer i go straight back to them it's sort of yeah you because know, i've got i've got my SLA twitter on my phone um so yeah
2: twitter, if somebody that's wants a bit to... dangerous isn't it? You you never switch off <laughs>
0: Uh, he like, never switches off from Bristol City anyway no, no, you must have learnt that within this podcast at the end of the day
1: at the end of the day it's you know it, it, half the time it's literally uh, you know have um, I've the Reading tickets been sent out yet or have yeah. my membership card you know I can say to people well you know mm-hmm. You ordered your membership card by x or if you ordered your reading tickets by y then yeah. they will come today you know i tweeted the other day about the forest green tickets. so we, we put you know so people if you can put a little tweet out saying like forest green seats and uncovered terrace went out on day x and y it saves everyone within the business getting lots more emails lots more phone calls. yeah
2: you can nip um, it in the bud quite quickly i guess
1: yeah so i mean at the end of the day you sometimes you need other other ways of contacting people but um yeah, I mean, Twitter and email are quite good, to be honest, um, because I've, I've, I've obviously got my own. I've got my own SLO email, SLO Twitter. But um, if if people, you know, people, you know, I'm sure when we're stopped at the services going to the Riverside on on Saturday, someone will come up. And say, "Oh, Jerry, can I just mention so and so?" You know, Jerry, that,
2: the toilets are blocked in the services.
1: <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I did have a, I did have someone um, with, that cycled down to a home game um, just before lockdown and had a puncture and the uh, the pump outside the south stand that you know people have you seen it where you pump your tyre? Oh, no, I didn't see
0: that. No, no, that was
1: working, and and the guy was quite upset because he he get to push his bike home. Uh, I think he lives up, up top of Brandon Hill somewhere.
0: So blame I will say as well though, Patch, I mean I I I've messaged Jerry through through the SLO sort of Twitter um again, sort of citing the form. And what is that? At Bristol City SLO. No, yeah. Yeah. And and you know, that's been when it's crossed my mind, so that might have been nine o'clock at night. And yeah, Jerry will then send a response back in. So it's your um, fault. It's not it's not it's not and I to hate something to add, although we know each other, it isn't because of that. I know that you no, obviously and, looking and at And it. you
1: wouldn't get preference. I I'm not sure. Exactly. No, no, I know wouldn't I wouldn't get and I absolutely treatment. know that.
0: And um yeah. I've I've phoned up uh, many a time with bookings to get a ticket and phone the and Jerry's answer the phone and I recognize his voice. I'm like, Jerry, what, what are you doing? Oh I'm just, you know, i to no, no, sell the, obviously, or, obviously the so You get the your hands dirty as well, mate. Well we? the
1: support services line is is obviously for the whole for the whole for the bears and for the flyers and, and lots of other things. So if if it gets really busy, then I'll just log on and pick up the city calls. Well, you know, when my colleagues can deal with other things, but it's like you take season card deadline day, for example, um, was on the bank holiday Monday. And I was getting tweets off loads of lads. It wanted to get in the, you know, wanted to get one of the last tickets in the in the in the singing section here, and they, they couldn't get they couldn't get it online, and they were trying to put do it by direct debit and all that sort of thing. When I was nineteen, I would like to think that somebody would have been able to help me because once you've helped them, you know, you've got them. They've got their season ticket. If you don't help them there and then, potentially they might not ring tomorrow when the phones are open again and you've lost a season ticket sale you know and we we want to engage people I want people to come and share my passion for the club and I know everyone does but the way to get people interested is to get them physically in the stadium I said it before and I, I, I I stand to be knocked down on this but I would rather go into Broadmead on Sunday and see somebody wearing a blue and white quarter shirt Wearing 100%. a Chelsea shirt. 100%. Now, if they can't support us, then go over to BS7 and 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 you know I, I've got I haven't got many friends that are Rovers fans. I'm not. That's there's no reason for that. It's just my friends have evolved for watching Bristol City. But I know a couple of people that are Rovers fans. And I, you know, I say it now. I if you can't support Bristol City, support Bristol Rovers. Really, because yeah. it, it's you, you 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 what you get out of your team and. Um, the passion that I have for Bristol City is by being inside Ashton Gate. There is, you know, I, I don't even watch I'm a Celebrity, but that guy who was on I'm a Celebrity, his, his, his happy place was Turf Moor, wasn't it? I don't yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the radio and DJ. I, the DJ yeah, guy. Yeah, I can yeah. honestly say, you know, if somebody <laughs> if somebody said to me, "Would you rather be on a, on a beach in St Lucia on Saturday?" Or sat in the stand at the riverside watching City. I'm not lying,
0: Matt. You know where I'd rather no, be. No, 100 percent Yeah. And, and I'm Lucia. <laughs> I, I'm the kind of same, I have to say. And and my uh, my my other half is very understanding. I have uh, I've missed friends' weddings and stuff That's like same. that for it. Um, I've missed
1: family weddings. Yeah. My, my niece got married on the first Saturday of the football season and I got invited and I didn't even know where we would be because of the fixtures that hadn't come out. And I said, like, if we're at home, I'll come to the evening do. Yeah. We were away to Preston, drew 2-2. Michael Oliver, refereeing one of his first games, one of our top referees now, gave Preston a penalty in the 96th minute and we drew 2-2 after David Clarkson had scored from the spot for us, put us 2-0 up. That's right, yeah.
0: First yeah.
1: game of the season. But, you know, the truth is, would I rather be watching City play or rather going to a wedding?
0: <laughs> No-brainer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: don't think many people understand, unless you're a football fan and a football fan of, yeah. you know, of, of stature... No one could understand the fact that Matt and I and you, Jerry. But we're Matt and I are going to be driving up to Middlesbrough on Saturday, four hours plus, and then driving straight back. It's absolutely mental.
1: <laughs> and and the, 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 the stupid thing is as well, my my brother
0: can't understand that. I'd do it if it was live on Sky as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't definitely. matter.
1: It's not no, you
0: know. It's not. It's not the same. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say I've, I've not. You know, I, I haven't travelled like you, Jerry, to, to every game, but. Um, you can't tried, beat I've, it, Matt. You can't no, you it, can. No and and you. I've changed the last couple of seasons. I've really, unless there's been absolutely a reason I couldn't, yeah, you know, I couldn't get out of. I've, I've tried to go to all of the away games, and there's nothing like it. And, and actually, um, for those that, that don't travel away, there is a completely different atmosphere when you you travel away as well. Oh, yeah. It's you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that like Jerry said earlier on. It's not about you're more of a supporter or anything like that because you can absolutely be a supporter who sits at home listening to the radio and support the club just as much as me or Jerry travelling away, you know, yourself, Patch. But when you go away, there's a, there's some really special moments, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the Mansfield
1: you know. game springs to mind. Four-two down with three minutes to go. That yeah. was nuts. Yeah. no, But, I mean, there's lots of games where, you know, you, you look back and you can remember, like, last-minute winners. And, I mean, I'm old enough to have gone to, to Sealand Road Chester under Terry Cooper when when um, Trevor Morgan scored an 87th-minute winner on, I think it was May the 7th, 1984. Yeah. And, and, the, and the irony of that game was, one thing that's, that I remember from that season was, we that was on the bank holiday Monday. There was still the a yeah. set of fixtures on the, sun, on the following Saturday. But because Billy Graham was down here um, doing a, a preaching thing on the pitch. Our last game at home to Rochdale had been brought forward to early in March. Right. So if we hadn't have won that game, we'd have had to wait until the Saturday hoping other teams lost.
0: That, so, um, that Chester game, Steve Davis beat Jimmy White in the uh, the Snooker World Cup Is well. World Cup the Snooker the Cup. David five, Brett
1: uh, got sent off at of Chester course. at nine minutes from time. And we, <laughs> And I ran on the pitch, and Terry Cooper was on this, and we, we were all digging up, we were all ripping up the pitch. This sounds really terrible to people, but we weren't causing trouble. We just wanted bits of pitch. And I went home, and my mum had just finished like some a margarine tub, and I shoved a bit of Chester's pitch into the K <laughs> tub, and kept and kept watering it for years. And it was gutted when it died.
2: Wow, this is this is taking this is taking a tangent, and this is like yeah. our regular podcast tangent heavy. Uh, but no, all great stories, um, fantastic stories, and. I think we we've more or less covered off the role and Jerry obviously we've read we've read out some tweets at the start and you know from what you've told us here as well what a fantastic job you're doing and to be there for the fans um, long may it continue so congratulations on on a job well done Matt anything to add to that?
0: No I mean as I said I'm I'm lucky enough to know Jerry um, sort of before the role anyway and Always been the same, you know. I've been on Cats coaches with him. Um, and and the other kind of testament, and I know this is going to sound a bit strange as well, but obviously, there's a you've got to be on coach two or you've got to be on coach one. You know, people have got their coaches they want to be on. Um, and and Jerry's, yeah, top top draw on that. Plus, he's also got my um, whatever it was, Crowd, Crowdie, yeah. <laughs> me, Crowdie. So, yeah, I say about that as well. I must like be that, yeah, age. yeah. Says good morning to me every day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Matt, maybe, I mean, maybe we could get you to sign it and give it away as a podcast prize.
0: Crikey, I'm sure we yeah, get loads yeah. of retweets for that. I'm sure we would. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. characters, my, my Matt, mum. the characters
1: on cats is amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Amazing. One or two people that have passed away have been amazing characters. I mean, yeah. I remember we went to Rotherham a few seasons ago on a Wednesday night as just one coach, and that's always really amazing because coach two has got its demographic and coach yeah. one has got its demographic. And when there's only one coach, like on a Wednesday night to Rotherham, if it's on telly or whatever, yeah, the, the two mix. I mean, yeah. it's really funny. It, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: This lady but- on the lady on the coach, she'd literally, she'd literally got some new teeth that day. And we went to Rotherham in the evening and, and the, on the coaches, they, they were doing hot drinks and on the way back from from um from Rotherham. And she had these new teeth and they were hurting her. So she took them out and put them in some tissue paper. So she had a little sleep on the way back from Rotherham. So she, so the lady that takes cleans the rubbish went round with her rubbish bag and collected all the cups because she thought this is tissue paper. <laughs> and put the teeth in into this bag and then about, about on the m32 this lady must have woke up and and obviously noticed her teeth were missing so her husband came up and said jerry where, where have you put the rubbish bag and it's like why why oh are we, are we oh, just went away the rubbish bag was didn't mention it and literally it was, he was rummaging in this rubbish bag so what's the matter oh no no no, no, no. <laughs> it's out, and literally it was they were looking for Brilliant, Force teeth. that are gonna pop. <laughs> But it's the the fans are amazing. I, yeah. Honestly, I'm not just trying to, to create random. Our fans are incredible. There are some yeah. lovely. there's some just amazing supporters. They're singing section boys. You know the the ones that go to all the away games that have had a few beers in the pub. Yeah, game. You know, there's the ones that get to to Middlesbrough on Saturday and literally the minute the turnstiles open will go and sit in the stand. Mm. Yeah. Everyone takes what they want out of this football team of ours, and we all get different things out of it. I'll watch it if we're on Sky. I'll watch, I'll sit in the stadium, watch it, get home, and watch it again.
0: We're the same. Yeah, we're the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. Explaining
1: that to people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, fantastic, Jerry, and I think you're going to stick around with us. We're just going to cover off yeah. uh, the Forest Green game from from last night. Our usual format. We won't go through all the minutes. I think we we'll just go go through the goals. Um, but we start off with the starting lineup. Um, and Matt, we started Max O'Leary, Danny Simpson, Thomas Callas, Taylor Moore, Cameron Pring, with uh, Psycho Jana, Joe Williams, Masengo, Adam Nage, Sam Bell, and Naki Wells. Uh, the the team we knew would be a uh, wholesale changes and it was 11 changes. Were there any surprises for you in there? Maybe Adam Naj starting coming out at the weekend that he was asked for, asked to leave. Yeah, that's
0: probably the only one for me. Um, I think, uh, you know, may, maybe Tyreek sort of starting in in, in front of Adam. Um, and and I, I guess it says a lot about both Nigel Pearson and Adam Naj that, Nigel Pearson trusted him to play and Adam Nash wanted to play and not, you know, worry about risking an injury or anything like that. So, um, and, and it was good to see that there was no discontent from, from the fans. Adam Nash didn't get any um, abuse or anything, you know, because I think everybody understands he's got a young family. Um, it's very difficult to settle a, abroad for anybody. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the fans are really understanding. But that, that was the only one for me that you might have sort of thought, you know, should it have gone a different way and and, and played someone different?
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean Nigel's clearly sticking with the four-two-three-one, which leaves mm. only one striker on the pitch. You know, out and out striker. Um, which you know, people like Tommy Conway he he did come on in the end but yeah. not up front it was sort of in that position um you know of a wide of wide of a 3 uh and go, going forward you know we've we've put in two performances where we've been um you know in the lead and lost in the very last minute uh, Well, not lost but you know lost lost the, well, lost the, the, the lead. last
0: seconds really isn't it exactly the last, last seconds minute, yeah. in
2: two in two games yeah. um Jerry, just get your view on on that. Are you preferring to see two up front, or would you? Are you happy with the formation?
1: I do look through rose-colored glasses, to be honest. I, 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 I'm not a tactician at all. I just, I, I don't, whoever plays for me is is, is 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 good enough. I mean, I don't, I don't really look at it tactically, to be honest. I mean, I don't think, I think on last night's game, I, I think far screen with a better side for the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes easily but I thought from then on I tend to agree with what the manager said I don't I don't think they look like scoring really after that um but you've got a player like Jamel Matt in there and you put the ball in the air you yeah. problem.
0: absolutely I, I think for me patch when when you play one up and and I'm not a, a statistician or, or or really look at it um to to formations but for me if you're playing one up front it's either someone really quick Who's going to get in behind? Which, which I don't think Naki Wells is, um, or it's a, a Famara type. Chris Martin, I guess, is the only one we've really got, and, and, and maybe Louis Britton going forward. But someone who's physically got or the a Jamal Matt. Yeah, but exactly that. I mean, you know, he got man of the match last night. He won't man of the match, and I know they're they're obviously their own their own supporters or club sort of vote it. Mm. But he was a big unit, and and for the first. 20 minutes or so, he was causing Thomas Callas and Taylor Moore all sorts of problems. Yeah. But it's that kind of player. I think if you're playing one up, that works. I just don't think maybe it's a personnel thing as well, but but yeah. for me it, it doesn't work at the moment playing it like that.
2: Okay, onto the goals then. It was neat play from Boris Green Rovers. Um, and Joe Williams didn't seem touch tight to Jamal Matt, who looks to me like the type of player we we really need, as I just said. And and he slotted home into the roof of net Max O'Leary. really had no chance with that one, Matt.
0: No, no chance at all, and, and and it was a good, tidy finish from him. Um, right into the roof, yeah, you know, hit with power and pace, and and he was he was a, a proper handful. Um, it's that style of of player, like I said, I think that, that we are missing. Um, and as Jerry said, I think they they probably did they deserve the lead, but but yeah, they they probably deserved for the early sort of play that they had. You you know, it, it was a, a decent goal from them, yeah, and they looked absolutely. quite lively, didn't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, they were definitely up for it. Quite like um, Cadden on the left. Oh, Cadden. Yeah, he was getting some stick, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that was brilliant. That was one of the highlights of the first half for me. Was, yeah. Did you try any of the food,
0: boys? I didn't. Matt had some chips. I had some chips, yeah. I didn't uh... chips
1: are chips. They, you
0: can't exactly. have vegan chips. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um did you Patches, have a vegan Patches, pie or pasta? No, Julian did. Your brother had a, a vegan yeah. pie, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 How about yourself, was- Jerry? No, I didn't
1: last night, but I've I've frequented the, the, um, the there a few times over the few over the years. I must admit, um, it's okay when you're I'm, if I'm hungry. I'll eat
0: anything? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, I I actually um, had a rump steak and chips before I left, so uh, I was okay. Um, okay, I mean, I'll let Jerry they, up.
0: Definitely, they definitely don't do
1: rump steak at <laughs> Forest Green. <laughs> I let Jerry I did see Steve Rawlings earlier actually and asked him you know what he thought and that was quite interesting. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get them on at some point the Rawlings boys. Um so the equalizer Jerry it was great pressing from Naki Wells and Sam yeah. Bell and the ball breaks to Wells who seemingly picks out uh, it was a cross across the across the face of the goal um and and Psycho Jana Takes a touch and drills it home. It's a great yeah. finish.
1: It wasn't the first ball that, that Naki put across either, was it? No. He got in that position. Was that the third time? about I think he definitely got in there at least three times in the first. Obviously, we we were down that end of the, of the stadium, but you know, it was it was good. I thought he he was really really good. I think he 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 gives us hope, doesn't he? I mean, he's a great player. I thought he played really well last night. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, it was a good finish. I mean, the second one was a lovely finish as well, wasn't it?
2: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, um, Matt. That that equalising goal for you, um, you know, we were under the cosh a little bit up until that point, and although we did have some chances, um, but it it was it was almost, you know, it, it had to come at some point, didn't it? That equaliser.
0: Yeah, we we weren't forcing their keeper into a lot of saves, but we were dominant in terms of the possession and and you know getting into the right areas and as Lee Johnson would say, the box entries. Um, which I have to be careful because I've used that twice in a row. I think they patched. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were getting crosses, and it was just the crosses were going behind or uh, not quite working out. So yeah, I think I think it was coming in, and it was a, a really good finish from from um, Jana. You know, yeah, t- took it really really well.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we go two one up. It's Wells to Jana uh, with cries of shot. Sorry, cries of shoot from the uh, from the crowd. But he uh, he sort of gets blocked and goes backwards in a lovely triangle so it was um it was Janna to Pring to Palmer back to Janna who was it was a terrific cut inside and a right footed finish bent round the keeper Matt
0: yeah really really tidy finish and i think when you watched it back and you saw that passage of play great little ball from from Campering um who we'll, we'll talk about um into Casey Casey first time ball perfectly to to um Janna and yeah it was a, a really really nice tidy finish in I loved his um, celebration in terms of, yeah, this, this is me. This is what I do. Um, and I did genuinely think then we would go on to win it comfortably. I and mean, yeah. shouldn't we
1: really?
0: Yeah. I really thought we would. I really thought we would. Absolutely. Yeah. I distracted think.
1: distracted By the, the thing
0: with the pigs and chickens on the
1: thing. Well, I, I, I kept, I kept, it was, weird. Yeah. It,
0: was, so it was just the, the green thing that, that kept popping up. I was thinking, yeah. what on earth is that? Yeah. Is how many hoardings? chickens have been killed or something? Since, since kickoff. Since oh, kick-off. was it? Ah, I saw the time segment. I didn't read the yeah. rest of it. Right, okay. Yeah. It, was,
2: it was counting up. I don't know how high it got, but yeah. No, it was chickens just
0: a... were in the lead, definitely. Uh, yeah,
2: right. sure. Um, so back into the game and then to the very last minute, the 96th minute, six minutes added time. Um, for for several injuries, and we'll come on to a couple of those. But uh, City just failed to manage the game uh, game management again, uh, same as Saturday. Taylor Moore wasn't touched tight, um, and the Forest Green Rovers striker H- Hendry uh, just turns and shoots and scores, and it gets into the box, and and we find ourselves going to penalties. Um, Jerry, how did you see that uh, that sort of last few minutes? Yeah, no,
1: it, I mean it was the ball in the box. The initial ball wasn't it? You know, I, we should have seen it out, really. You know, I mean, some people were saying after after the game, didn't the players learn anything from Saturday? But it was eleven different ones that started the game, was not they? Yeah, but, true. So these things happen in football. For us, we would have nothing to lose, did they? You know, um, and they were gonna they were gonna get it forward quick. You know, it was disappointing, but you know these these things happen, don't they? You know, yeah. when you get as old as like Matt and myself, you, you know. <laughs> it, I, I don't let it affect me like I used to. When, you, when you're 19, you go home and you 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 throw something on the bed and you check, you know. But when you're a bit older, you think, well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our car penalties are just a nightmare, aren't they?
0: Yeah, it's a lottery. It. Our, our car was very quiet on the way home, wasn't it? Until we. Uh, yeah. we and how reaching. long did it take you to get down that hill? Yeah, well, we 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 <laughs> parked opposite the roundabout and down that hill. And that took us even longer because you then had to kind of come back up and come out opposite the school. So yeah, I don't think I got home till about twenty past eleven last night. Yeah, no, I got- I, I'm this side of Bristol, look as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, not the greatest.
2: Um, so yeah, two-two, and it goes to penalties. Uh, obviously, a great start with Max saving the first penalty, um, but then unfortunately, Casey Palmer didn't didn't do a great deal better with with his with his shot. But as you say you can't re- replicate that pressure that they're under as, as players. And I'm sure nine times out of 10, he slots that one in the corner or in the top corner. Um, there were some great good,
1: penalties though, weren't they? Between there were. To Forest yeah. Green as well. Super, Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was slightly unfortunate that Cadden got the, what turned out to be the winning, winning penalties after all the stick. But that was, that was written in the stars from the, from the moment we started giving him some chip. to be fair. We
0: were, we were saying that, I mean, I don't know Joe if you picked up on it, but where where we were stood, and it was probably weren't the only one, but the, the lads that I'd said that had kind of got in late and was was stood on the barriers behind us, were giving, I think it's Nikki Cadden, um, were giving him all sorts of stick, um, lots of choice language and um things. And at one point they were shouting, you know, Cadden, we hate you. And I was, I because they were getting on my wick, I was like, Caden, I really like you, mate. You keep going." And I turned round to these lads and said, "You know he's going to get the winner, don't you?" And obviously, <laughs> as it was, he did. And fair play to him; he didn't come over celebrate. He just sort of cupped his ear, didn't he, when he scored yeah. the winning pen? And then, could uh, have gone wild in the sight of the crowd. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was written in the stars. And yeah, we it's a there. shame.
1: It was a shame that the the, the you know the, the last penalty. It, it you just felt for him, didn't you?
0: Yeah, he did Cam's Cam's performance, and and again we'll talk about it. But he he didn't he didn't deserve again
2: again, Matt. I said I said to the chap in front of me, he's been my man of the match, campering, and he said, you know what that means? Don't don't you? And then obviously he misses the penalty. Um, Yeah,
0: I mean I didn't see any of our penalties because I never
2: watch
1: a city penalties. I'm surprised Max didn't take one actually, Uh, Matt. Yeah, 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 because when you if you I mean I I I have the privilege of 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 working on match days at home match days last season Mm. helping out and. I've been watching the goalkeepers warm up. Max can hit a ball.
2: Well, he was a defender until he was fourteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's a it's a strange one. I mean, Jordan Pickford will will take penalties, won't he? Um, Yeah. I know he didn't for for England, but I I know. And the Alison as well. The Alison as well. yeah. Yeah. But you sort of think how how hard they hit it. Sometimes you'd think the keeper, and and actually even you know the likes of Dan Bentley, the way they ping it out left and right. Yeah, you know, they've obviously got a bit of ability as well.
1: Was that a city a fan behind so. the goal, Matt? Where uh, there was a guy in a white. Yeah, there was. Every time Forrest Green were taking a penalty, he was like waving his arms. Oh, was there? Oh,
0: right. Okay. I saw maybe, that. Maybe it was then. Yeah,
2: I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah it was. that was
0: an interesting one.
2: Um, and obviously, Matt. Shout out to Tommy Conway scoring a penalty. Coming Great on, work. he looked frightening when he came on. He was quick. Um, got some got some good uh, good moves in, but uh, scores his penalty.
0: He did, yeah. He did he didn't come over looking for the shirt though to, to celebrate. No, I it, think it was a little it, it bit tense. A, it was only a pen, so we'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> still, still gold, yeah, still a goal. He did well. You did well. He
2: did well yeah, yeah. No, fair play to, to Tommy Conway. And yeah, so we we are out of the Carabao Cup. And and for me, that um obviously it's always great to have a Carabao Cup run and the fact that we've we've enj- enjoyed them in the past few years in particular, but also it's um it's a shame for for players like Max O'Leary, uh, who used we use the cup to to get Max a game sometimes, you know, if Dan Bentley's our first choice. So it's a bit of a worry in terms of game time for some of those fringe players, Matt, in my book.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and I also think in in current climate, um You know Nigel Pearson talking about we can't make signings without selling players and stuff. It's a revenue thing as well. Um, You know I don't know if it's the next round or the round after, but the the prem teams come in or Arsenal are in the the second round Matt this time, first time for years. There you go. There you go. And and it's that kind of thing that um, that's that was the probably my overriding disappointment last night was the fact that we've we've missed out on potential revenue again. And and I know you know we're very fortunate with, with with Steve Lansdowne but we, we know that we need the revenue as well. So, you know, we've we've missed out on that. And you're, you're quite right to say, Patch. and certainly last season, it was for those fringe players, the likes probably at the time of Casey Palmer and Max and one or two others um, that, you know, wouldn't be getting that opportunity. So, yeah, yeah it, that, that's what disappointed me, really.
2: Absolutely. Um, just want to address it as well, Matt, you mentioned it in your, um, your column at the weekend and on our podcast about Nigel Pearson sitting in the stands. Uh, yeah. Obviously he did that again. Obviously it wasn't as big a stand. He was only like 10 rows back, but I just wonder if that presence in the last 10, 15 minutes down on the touchline, you know, might give a, a message and remind people about game management, things like that. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah. Um, I I know um, there's been quite a um i don't know, coming together or the, the fact that, that Nigel Pearson and pat lamb and their staff have spent a lot of time together in sharing ideas and you know which is great and and obviously it's a rugby thing that um yeah, pat lamb will sit in the stands um i personally it's not something i like from from a football manager um i and and with nigel Pearson in particular i think the last two games i honestly feel that he's Stature, his presence on the touchline would have a bearing on the players out there. Um, I know he's not, he doesn't do a lot of the coaching, and, and I get that. And you can rely on the likes of Keith Downing and Curtis Fleming, I get that as well. But I just personally think that the manager should be on the touchline, um, and should be the one giving the instructions and saying what he thinks. So, you know, it's a, a personal opinion. Um, I get it in the first half. It's I not some memory used to, is it? Don't like it in the second half. Yeah, I get it in the first half. I think Gary Johnson and even Lee Johnson had done it on occasions. Um, Gary's might have been when he was suspended, um, <laughs> but 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 certainly, yeah. With Nigel Pearson, um, I hope it's not something he's planning to do for the entire season. And, and I have, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Nigel Pearson fan. I've not changed on that. But I also have to say that it meant last night as well that. With him coming down, we didn't get to see him applaud all of the fans from from certainly where we were on the halfway line. It was very much sort of going over to the corner. And that, for me, again, Saturday, because he's in the stands, he doesn't come onto the pitch. Um, And I'm not expecting a Lee Johnson, Gary Johnson bounce around the ground. He's not that sort of bloke. But I I, I expect my manager to come onto the pitch and thank the, the fans for being there. Um, so yeah, I, I hope it's a short lived thing, or it's certainly not something that carries on for the second half.
2: Okay, cool. Time will tell. Mm. So we roll on to Middlesbrough on Saturday. Um are you expecting obviously Calum O'Dowder is is thought to be coming back into this into the squad. Um Joe Williams looks like it's a recurrence of the hamstring. Who knows when we'll see him string. again? I think it's, it's a thigh string. string.
0: Yeah, I think so, from okay. what, what I've read here. Yeah.
2: So that's going to be you know that's 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 something that is a re- another thing that will recur potentially um but we've got the the right personnel in, in the in the uh physio room to hopefully negate as much as possible but it'd be interesting to see when he comes back so in terms of the starting lineup map for middlesbrough uh how many changes do you envisage from the play at back blackpool well,
0: i think from the from the blackpool game i, I could probably see the same starting 11. Um, if Callum's fit Um, if not probably you know does Alex Scott come back in or Casey Um, but yeah I would sorry Alex started didn't he obviously but Mm. um, would Casey sort of start there so yeah I I think it will be the same I expect the likes of of Andy King Matty James to start so yeah all things being equal with with injuries I'd expect the same starting line and for me
2: what I've said about the formation you know away at Middlesbrough I can I can see exactly where that formation would work um, whereas at home, I would like to always see two strikers at the top. But Jerry, for you in terms of the personnel, um, are you expecting any further changes?
1: Um, I think Matt Matt's hit on the nail towards you know. Um, we got an incredible record at the Riverside, so mm-hmm. uh, you know I I just think we need to win just to get kick start the season. Yeah. Um, you know, just lift lift the fans. I mean, one thing I noticed myself um, on 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 Saturday after the game and last night on on the on the coach coming back is. I love, a lot of fans are just glad they can come back and watch the team. Oh, absolutely. absolutely, that's the but overriding, that
0: the, you know, overriding
1: thought that, on the that podcast. That trumped yeah. the result last night. You know, all the all, yeah. the, all the people on coach two seeing each other, and you know, I think you know. But but we we need to win. We need a win. We've got a tough start. We've got you know. You look at the next four games. We've got Swansea at home. We lost in yeah. the playoff final. We've got Cardiff and Reading away. Both top eight teams last yeah. season. So plus, you know, it's not easy.
0: Quite- Plus Cardiff, Miley Watkins on fire, so okay. you know we've got that. to... Yeah, well, fans. you know,
1: it's like, it's a shame. One one of the things for the next few weeks, I, I know, it's such a shame Corey won't be playing against. It is us because it really is, yeah. that guy is guaranteed the love for that guy in this football club, off the pitch and on it. Yeah, um, the, the is thing
0: incredible. is, the thing is with him, Jerry, he's such a respectful guy as well, and and you know, I I sort of follow him and his his family on. Various social media platforms. They're just a really, really lovely family, and and Corey Smith. I was gutted he left. I think he's a, a total legend, um, and is obviously doing really, really well for Swansea. I don't think there's anybody that wishes a, you know no. <laughs> wishes that he doesn't do well for them. So yeah, it's, it is a it's a it's a tough start. We could have been sat here talking about great two wins, and and actually it, the the kind of performances were were better than the performances we watched at the start of last season where we got the wins. We've played better than than the results have, have proved, haven't they? So, and yeah, the manager,
1: was, what the manager said after both games is, it, it, if you listen to what he said, I don't disagree with much. I don't disagree with what he said at all in the, mm. in the in the the press conferences with Dave on the pitch after the games. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's very true. I mean, we we didn't we had enough, was it eleven chances on Saturday against Blackpool. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we still need to. Both, I think both me and Patch were saying last night in the car coming back that we still need to create more in terms of making the keep the keeper work. We're, we've got a lot of the ball, but we're not, you know, we've we've got very little width in the team, um, and we're not making their keeper work enough, in, in my book. But we could easily have been talking about two wins, um, so you've got a, you know, you've got to temper it a, little, a bit and, and, and recognize that. I think although I don't expect the formations to change, I think Calas that might be one that comes in. I could see Callas um, maybe going to a three up at Middlesbrough because Nigel Pearson called out last night just how well he played, didn't he? Um, mm, did which was 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 interesting.
1: Have um, you seen out of interest talking about um, Blackpool? Have, have you read what the Blackpool fan put on the? Um- I have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I often say this. I know I might sound like I'm a talk like a club employee rather than a fan, but we've got to realize what we've got. Yeah. Yeah, really. I know we, I think, you know, myself being old, I remember, you know, I remember the the old open end, you know, the Des Williams game. Absolutely. When, you know, whenever the Rovers and the City fans were in the same end, where we were all stood up, where you got yeah. soaked every week. And I know I sound like old now, but reading what that Blackpool fans sure, said. Yeah, no, we are.
0: Us, we, but, are <laughs> we are old. We are old, mate. We are.
1: You know, the City of Bristol in general. I mean, that Blackpool
0: fan, what they put on, on that. On that um, if you didn't know the club, and what I'd written, and, and Pat, I don't know if you're going to read it out, but... I'll read it um, out if you like, yeah. yeah. You'd almost have thought that they were talking about a Prem experience, wouldn't you?
2: So, not unlike at Wembley, our tickets were checked on the perimeter, there we go, Um, of the ground before we allowed entry into the general vicinity. And boy, did we not expect what was awaiting us. It was mind-blowing. We had, in, had been impressed uh with a chip, chippy van and a steak butty stall at carlisle but this was another level entirely we aren't in the lower leagues anymore well where do i start there were beer and cider stalls a live band a huge indoor sports bar an indoor cafe and a number of food stalls including a chippy van and <laughs> no gravy on the menu um, and we hadn't even gone into the ground yet this is all outside it was sensational even premier league hadn't been like this is that what it's like now have we really become sheltered these past 17 months that the world was almost unrecognizable but in a good way i couldn't believe what i was seeing there were hundreds nay thousands of people here already enjoying these wonderful facilities but yeah what what a great um what a great little uh piece from the blackpool fans there
1: yeah, 100%. And, and I we do take it all for granted, I think. You know, I, I talked to my godsons who were sort of in their 20s and my nephews and, and they they think that's his normal. Mm. Yeah.
2: And yeah. um, one thing we haven't done, Matt, is the ratings. So um, do you want to just give a quick summary of that rather than going through all the players?
0: Yeah. Um, I think we, we scored most kind of fives last night, didn't we? Um yeah. I think Max did did what we'd expect. We, we gave him a six. Um, but we thought that, that Cam Pring was our was, was our man of the match, and actually the guys who were stood around us as well, we asked kind of separately, and they said the same. So we gave um, Cam a seven, um, and similarly with with Jana up front a seven, but yeah. um, with with Cam as being the man of the match. Um, but everyone else, yeah, we gave fives too.
2: Absolutely, yep great stuff right jerry a big big thank you for coming on the podcast um you know as i say it's it's a great job that you do long may that continue um and roll on a middlesbrough so for now yeah.
1: see you in the northeast we'll, we'll see you, you in, you the, in northeast. the northeast yeah. yeah
2: absolutely thank you everyone for listening we'll be back on saturday slash sunday so uh look forward to that cheers everyone, Thanks, everyone. take care
0: Shen